This is the Build Your Path podcast, where we explore how people get into their careers in the built environment. Today's guest is Natasha Brooks. Natasha is a senior VDC engineer at Barton Mallow Builders and has over seven years experience in the industry. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shapiro and Duncan. Build the lifestyle you deserve. Welcome on into the Build Your Path podcast, hosted by myself, Matthew Pine. I am with my guest today. Natasha Brooks. I'm a VDC engineer with Barton Mallow. Um, the coolest thing for me is pursuits because I get to visually narrate the story of our projects, which um, tells a story of how we're going to construct the, the project um, for the client rather than just using words to describe our narrative. So, Natasha, uh, appreciate you joining the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yep. So, if you want to uh, walk through with our listeners, you know, how you got to where you are now, um, you know, maybe what pathway did you follow to get where you wanted to be? Okay, so for me, um, my dad uh, was in the military. So, my entire life, my entire childhood, um, I lived in different places. And the exciting thing about moving to a new place was always just, you know, exploring the new infrastructure of the cities and stuff like that. And also my dad was a very handyman around the house. He used to build furniture for me and my sister. So it really got me involved with like the arts such as music and as well as just drawing. So in my free time as a child on the weekends and even after school, I would just sit there and learn how to draw, you know, famous cartoons or take um, the cover of a book and start sketching that scene that was on the cover of the book. Um, And then when I got to college, I still continued to just do drawing and playing the saxophone. Well, not college, sorry, high school when I was starting to um, apply for colleges and thinking about what I really wanted to do. I had to think about like, what I, what did I enjoy when I was a child? So for me, architecture was just perfect. Like you get to draw, design, and be around cool infrastructure and study different cities. So for me, architecture was a way that I could still have that fund of my childhood, but still, you know, pay my bills once it was time to adult. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. You know, people might not necessarily think of those two and link, uh, you know, music or the arts or something with uh, going into higher ed and, and architecture, but that's pretty cool. Uh, do you have like a mentor in your life, would you say? So I would say I don't really have like one person that I just idolized as a child, you know, as a young adult and as someone being in my early thirties now, Mm -hmm. I, when I reflect on a mentor, I feel like the people or the person that has shaped me to be who I am, it's people that I've come across be it, you know, your ch- my childhood friends, um, my classmates from college, um, as well as coworkers, I feel like I'm always getting inspiration and aligning myself with people I feel like have good qualities and they're doing great and amazing things in their life. So a lot of times I just reach out to friends that I've met over the years in the industry, um, former professors, um, as well as coworkers who aren't even in like my department, they might be in marketing and I just always just ask them advice on 
things that I set that are goals for myself and you get that encouragement or you get that advice, or maybe they have a point of view just from a different profession that they're doing that you can always implement into whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I would just say that the people that are in my life from the day to day or just people I've come across have been my mentors. It's not really specifically, you know, just one person. I've never been that kind of person. So talk about maybe, you know, obtaining your degree, what the steps you took were to uh, obtain your degree. So starting back in high school, um, since I knew I wanted to do architecture, I made sure I did my research. So I ended up applying to four schools. Um, It was Temple, Drexel, Howard University, which is in D.C., and Hampton University, which is in Virginia, Um, And I made sure that those four schools were accredited by the NAB Association. Um, And I applied to all those schools, um, got waitlisted for Temple, didn't get accepted into Drexel. That was actually my number one school. (laughs) Um, But I ended up, when I went to visit Hampton University's campus, that's the day that I actually found out that I got into the school. Oh, Um, in front. Yeah, so that was exciting. Um, For me, I I ended up going to Hampton University, which is a historically black college, Mm -hmm. um, which was founded in 1868. Um, But our program is very diverse. It wasn't just people that were black that were in my program. Um, It was very, very vast walks of life and ages as well. Um, So obtaining that degree the cool thing about their program is that it's a five and a half year master's degree program so a lot of times with other schools that are accredited you're in school just to get your bachelor's for like five years so just in that five and a half year time span i got my master's degree they don't have a bachelor's program so if you don't go through the whole five and a half years you don't get your degree in architecture and you do the half year Um, You study abroad um, and you go to another country and you do urban planning. So when I went abroad, we went to south of France and also Paris was the last leg of our urban design um, learning experience. When I had graduated, it was 2012 Mm -hmm. and it was really hard to find a job because at that point, the economy was just turning around Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends and I, it took us like a year, a year and a half after graduating to get our first professional job that was actually in architecture. Wow. And unfortunately, with my college experience, because the economy was so horrible when I was in school, a lot of us didn't have internships because firms were just, you know, trying to stay afloat and they couldn't afford to you know, entertain a college student and teach them the ropes, you know, they were just trying to stay afloat and pay their employees. Right. So that's something that a little bit was a little bit unfortunate with my experience was that I never interned when I was in college. Okay. And uh, not to backtrack too much, but you did mention uh, the the NAB accreditation. Is that right? Can you explain what that is? Um, NAB is National Association Accreditation Board. Okay. Yes. And they're the ones who, and this is actually pretty cool. So I think it was my sophomore year. We were in the middle of accreditation. 
-hmm. So we kind of got to like see that experience of having people from that accredited board just sneaking into your class for the day and yeah. taking notes to see if, you know, your classes are meeting the criteria for the school to stay accredited. Um, so I think Virginia only has three schools that are NAB accredited. And I think Maryland has three schools that are NAB accredited as well. Um, so what do you see as some of the more pressing issues facing uh, the industry? I guess diversity for me um, comes to mind. Um, I've never really worked with a lot of women. or I've, This is the third place where I've worked. So mm -hmm. it's either been lacking women or lacking someone that looks like me in terms mm -hmm. of the color of my skin or even just a variety of other ethnicities as well. Right. I'm not sure, I'm not quite sure what the disconnect is with that. Um, I can't really pinpoint what that disconnect is, but I do say that the industry's challenges, um, diversity, there's diversity in field, but there's not diversity when it comes to management of construction right. or engineering projects or people in the office making the decisions. It's normally just, um, you know, one specific person that comes to mind. Right. What is the coolest or the most unique thing that you've ever done uh, in your position? I think it's just all the technology. Like I would have never thought that I would be a licensed drone pilot. That was something <laughs> that when I first started working here that I didn't have any interest in doing um, and it's just cool to just do those kind of things and your job backing you for any interest that you have for the most part when it comes to technology in our department if you find an emerging technology out there you know they're willing to test it to see if it's worth it so I think that's really cool is that you just get to try so much technology and you're always experimenting to seeing if it's a really good fit for our whole um, vision and mission of our company. So, What's it been like for you to work in your field of uh, engineering or in uh, architecture? I would say it's a lot of fun. Cause it's not your stereotypical nine to five, you know, mm -hmm. I could yes. be, like I said, on Friday flying a drone outside or 3d laser scanning the inside of a building. But then tomorrow I could be going to the office and working on a 3d model in a meeting and collaborating with other people um, in my office or in another regional office, like in Tennessee or in Detroit mm -hmm. or in Orlando, Florida. Um, it's not like I'm just stuck to a desk and someone's micromanaging, you know, how long have I been away from my computer? Yeah, that can get uh, a little monotonous and annoying, I'm sure. So. Yeah. So. Uh, so have you had a chance to work with uh, younger people at all? I know you, you mentioned, you know, various mentors in your life. Yeah, so the good thing about working at Barton Mallow, um, the Virginia office, we have um, clients, are, we have two university clients in one, two, both of them are um, uh, 
Virginia Commonwealth University, as well as UVA, which is University of Virginia. It's in yeah. Charlottesville. Mm -hmm. And at VCU, they have an event um, where um, it's called Sports Day, but it's it, it involves like showing the kids the technology. So mm -hmm. in the basketball facility, um, they have various vendors where the kids just get to come around and learn about different types of technology. Um, mm -hmm. And in our booth is just specifically about construction with technology. Um, so the kids get to experience virtual reality, um, as well as um, we just purchased a Soup X, which is this exoskeleton. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, so we have one of those. And the kids get to, well, they don't get to try it on, but we'll have it on. And we're showing them, like, the importance of the exoskeleton and how this could be the, be the new wave of the future for field workers to have those when they're doing construction projects. And then UVA has a girls' day. So it's just all about young girls from middle school to high school. And there's various, um, it's not just us at that one. Um, construction wise, there's Gilbane there, as well as I, I believe like some of our competitors have vendors set up mm -hmm. and the girls just get to go around and ask questions. And we have the same kind of setup we have at VCU at UVA. And, mm -hmm. you know, they just ask really cool questions and some already know how to use the stuff that, mm -hmm. that we're talking about. It's really cool. Yeah. So you also get to just see how smart the kids are as well and what they're in what they're interested in when it comes to technology as well yeah and i've had that similar experience uh we go to junior achievement uh, expos and they you know come around and get to actually you know explore what the, the construction industry has to offer and uh you know it's kind of cool to see so what do you like most about working for barton mallow I like the fact that this is the first job where I've kind of been my own, I guess my own boss, even though I do have a supervisor, but I'm the only person in this office that does what I do. So I like the fact that even though I'm not, you know, a man, I don't have like this high manager title or their senior level title that I do get to sit in meetings with senior level staff um, co-workers and they trust my decisions and they trust the things that I'm recommending for us to utilize on projects or on pursuits. Um, and they kind of just let me, since I had, they have that trust, they just let me get to experiment and, and trust that I'm going to make the right decision. So I think that's what I like the most. This is the first job where I'm kind of the one leading the decision-making mm -hmm. for the specific skill that I have for our office when I'm collaborating with others. That's awesome. Um, so say a young, a young person came up to you and they asked, uh, you know, why should I go into engineering? Why should I go into architecture? Why should I enter this industry? What would you tell them? I would say becoming an engineer. Um, I know I did architecture, but that's still considered, you know, in that engineering umbrella. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a diverse field. Like um, you can go and work for any kind of company that does anything. Um, I have friends that have worked for major lighting design companies and they've collaborated with like Pixar. Um, I know people that I went to school with that work for Disney. 
I've met people through other people that I met at like convention centers, even in college. And they went on to work for like Google, Tesla, Mm -hmm. Amazon, as well as construction competitors like Gilbane, Gilbane, DPR and Whiting Turner. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I have friends that work for major international architecture firms. So it's not like, you know, I don't know, uh, someone who's in finance, you know, they're just going to be crunching numbers wherever they go. But (laughs) um, it's just diverse. You're not limited to just working at a construction firm or an architecture firm. You can go to work for any any company you think of it, they need an infrastructure expert. So, you know, as a bit of a, a wrap up for you, uh, you mentioned, you know, the drone technology that you've been involved with. You mentioned the exoskeleton. Uh, what are some of the emerging technologies and maybe, um, you know, how they are utilized by Barton Mellow? So I would say that every construction company is going with virtual reality, augmented reality, drone flights and laser scan. I know one unique thing that I'm not sure what other construction companies are doing out there is that internally we have a competition that we call the pitch. It's okay. kind of like the the concept of Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. So every year we have a specific um, person who oversees innovation tech innovation within our um, within our company. And so what happens at the pitch is. I think it's five to 10 people who've come up with things that they believe will solve problems that we're having on um, construction sites. Um, And they get to pitch their idea. You know, sometimes it's an actual literal product that's tangible. Sometimes it's uh, software, you know, development. And it all started because we did have someone, his name is Nick Fredericks. And he developed um, software for a Navisworks, an Autodesk um, software to make it run more efficiently. He developed a plugin and they ended up partnering with him. So our job is always just looking internally for innovative ways to solve construction problems or make construction um, for the workers a lot more efficient. So on the last pitch, um, a... PE for in the on the Shinola project, he developed a um, dumpster where when you bring the dumpster, the the dumpster rolling uh, hauler to the main dumpster, mm-hmm. instead of you having to pick it up and dump, you know, the heavy or unload all of the debris into the main dumpster. Mm-hmm. They ended up developing this technology where you just pull up the dumpster to this platform and it dumps, you know, your overhaul trash into the main dumpster. Um, So that's the kind of innovative stuff that internally that we're developing for our projects. Great. Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, Barton Mellon, along with some other companies, really reshaping the way uh, construction is uh, portrayed, I would say. So. Thank you so much for your time. We uh, really appreciate it, Natasha. Thank you for having me, Matthew. If you want to learn more about Build Your Path podcast or the built environment overall, go ahead and visit buildyourpath.org. 
Another big thank you to our guest, Natasha Brooks from Barton Mallow. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Shapiro and Duncan. Go the lifestyle you deserve. Build Your Path podcasts are produced by the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation. I'm Matt Pine. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.